You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, kitties, and welcome to my world. I would come over and say hello to you, but it's just as easy for you to come to me. Yes, yes, come in. You've come to the right place. This is where you'll learn everything there is to know about your furry feline friends. I'm talking about cats. Yes, I know. We are positively perfect pets. What do you mean I have attitude? Why, of course I do. I'm a cat. It's called Catitude. As I was saying, this show is all about cats. Cats and, um, oh yes, uh, cats. So let me introduce you to my accomplice, I mean assistant and host of Catitude, Tom Doc. Okay, Tom, tell them how wonderful we cats are. It's okay, you have my permission. Welcome to the Catitude channel on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Tom Doc, and I want to say thanks for joining us once again to learn about everything feline and how to take care of our little kitty cat friends. I want to thank you if you listened to the first two shows on Persians and Siamese, and I hope that today will be another learning experience as we delve into a new breed, um, a breed that is indigenous here to North America and is the official state cat of Maine. And of course, I'm talking about the gentle giant, the breed Maine Coon. But before I do that, I want to say thank you to all of you who have emailed and asked questions. I want to say hi to Allison and her husband out there. Allison and her husband are actually now living in a mixed household. They just got a four-year-old chow mix dog to go along with their two cats, Louie and Pumpkin. Pumpkin is a Bengal mix and Louie is a domestic short hair. And I guess that they've had a little bit of problem with the dog and um, the dog's wanting to rush and play and you know, just kind of rough house with the cats like dogs do. And of course, the cats don't know what to do about this. So they, of course, ask me what would be a good thing to do. And they're doing all the right things already by keeping the cats and the dog separate during the day when they're not home. And they even keep a leash on the dog when they are home to kind of pull her back when she starts getting a little rough with the cats. But I wanted to make sure that we did not leave any stone unturned. And so I contacted some people at the Veterinary News Network and I talked with one of our certified veterinary behaviorists this is a board certified veterinarian in behavior medicine. Her name is Valerie Tynes, and I want to say thank you to her very much for responding. She said one of the biggest things that you really want to think about is to get kind of a third-party, objective, experienced observer in there to make sure that when the dog rushes the cat, that it's not rushing in an aggressive manner. Some dogs rush to be playful, and some dogs rush because they actually do want to be aggressive. And it's a little bit hard for us to tell because we're subjective, they're part of our family. Now, if you're thinking about adding a dog to your feline household, you definitely want to talk with your veterinarian, find out if there's any behaviorists in your areas or any good animal trainers that they would recommend, and they'd probably give you some advice as well. But that came right from our veterinary board certified behaviorist. Thank you again, Dr. Tynes. So we're going to talk about Maine Coon cats today. We're going to also talk about a very serious condition in cats known as feline heartworm disease. And this is 
something that a lot of dog owners and people who, again, live in mixed breed households like dogs and cats know about, but a lot of cat owners are completely unaware that their cats can get heartworms. Before we do that, we do need to take a break, and that means it's time for a trivia question. This should be pretty easy this week if you follow entertainment news. It seems that one of our pop stars has once again made a social faux pas, and she left her cat at the veterinarian after getting neutered. And I'm not talking about overnight or for a day, but evidently the cat has been there for at least two weeks now. Do you know who this little social diva is? We will be right back after these messages from our sponsor. Ooh, do I hear a can being opened? I believe I smell tuna. Catitude will return after these messages. That should give me enough time to investigate what's going on in the kitchen. Don't have a hissy fit. We'll be right back. I love cleaning the litter box, said no one ever. Luckily, there's World's Best Cat Litter, the litter that promises less mess with less litter. Only World's Best Cat Litter uses the concentrated power of corn to quickly trap odors in tight clumps. And quick clumping means you never have to chisel or scrape the box. Less cleanup with less wasted litter? That's a litter bit amazing. Save $2 on World's Best Cat Litter. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com How dare they open a can of tuna and make a sandwich out of it? I can see why some of my celebrity pals prefer lasagna. Well, anyway, I did manage to grab myself the canary while I was in there. Quiet, bird. We're going to hear the rest of my show, Catitude. If you behave, I may not eat you. Until later. Hmm. Okay, Tom, you may continue. Welcome back to Catitude. I'm Tom Doc, and did you get our trivia question this time? We wanted to know which one of our lovely female pop stars has um, once again made a social blunder. And if you follow entertainment news and you go to TMZ.com, you'll find out that Paris Hilton evidently got a male cat from an adoption agency last May, right before she went to jail, and just recently got the cat neutered in January and evidently has yet to pick the cat up from the veterinary office. I guess the adoption agency is taking the cat back and taking it away from Ms. Hilton. Gosh, you never know what these little starlets are going to do, do you? Well, that's enough about that. Let's talk about Maine Coon Cats. This is America's first show cat and absolutely striking feline any way that you look at them from their size their coloration their unique ears their unique paws any of the things they're just absolutely wonderful cats the thought process with most breeders is that Maine Coons originated with domestic cats the long hairs like Angoras and Persians that were brought over from Europe in the 17th and 18th centuries and they of course then would interbreed with the short-haired domestic cats that were already here in America and this is truly a Native American cat first shown in 1878 and the neat thing about this, unlike the selective breeding that we've done with Siamese and Persians, Maine Coons appear to be a cat that has evolved through natural selection. In other words, here you've got cats in America that needed to survive the very severe winters. And if you live in New England, if you've been up to Maine, you know how severe the snow can be up there. That type of selection is definitely going to help 
to find a cat that's rugged and very adaptable. And that's how natural selection works. So instead of being a selectively bred breed of cat, we can say that this is a naturally selected cat. Now, there's a lot of myths and legends that go along with Maine Coons, and I think this is one of the most endearing things about them. If you look at a Maine Coon, one of the things you're going to first see is, of course, kind of a, a tabby markings to them, but also a ringed tail. And, of course, when we think of ringed tails, we think of raccoons. And the chirping voice of a Maine Coon cat is also very reminiscent of some younger raccoons. And so a lot of early settlers actually thought that these were cats that had interbred with raccoons. Well, we know that that is not genetically possible, but it makes for a good myth. Now, there's also a myth of these domestic cats breeding with bobcats. Now, bobcats are a completely different genus of cat. Um, they are not related to our domestic cats um, closely, that is. And so genetically, that could not happen either. But when you look at the large size of a Maine Coon cat, you're going to see how people could actually think that they were small bobcats and they've got the little kind of links points to their ears as well the little tufts of fur that come up over the ear points that make them look even more like a bobcat i think i really like the legends that are associated with the maine coon cat because it kind of goes towards their personalities as well one legend says that a captain coon c-o-o-n actually would sail up and down um, the New England coast. This was an English sea captain, and he was very fond of cats, and so he always had several cats on his ship, and predominant, he had, again, Persians and Angoras, which are very long-haired. Well, we all know what sailors do when they come into port, and certainly Captain Coon was probably not an exception, and when he would come into port and come ashore, so did all of his cats. And then, of course, 60 days later, a lot of long-haired kittens began appearing in local litters, and when an owner would see that, they would say, oh, this must be one of Coon's cats. Now, that kind of shows the adventurous spirit of Maine Coons, and I think that goes to their personality as well. But there's kind of a romantic version of their development, and this is a legend that's been handed down over the years about a Captain Samuel Clough and the French Queen Marie Antoinette. Captain Clough supposedly, according to the legend, was involved in a plot that was designed to get Marie Antoinette out of France and bring her to Maine. Well, we all know what happened to Marie Antoinette, and obviously if Samuel Clough, this captain, was found to be involved, the same thing was going to happen to him, so he hightailed it out of there. He just happened to have a lot of the queen's personal belongings and six of her favorite pet cats, which of course were long-haired cats. So he comes to America, the cats come to America, and that is supposedly, again, another legendary origin of the Maine Coon cat coming down from Marie Antoinette. Now, we don't know if that is true or not, but we do know that this is a wonderful breed and they have a lot of popularity, especially in Maine. They are the state cat of Maine. And if you talk with somebody who has these cats, especially if they're from the New England area, they'll probably look at you and say, yep, that is some pretty good cat. And that is a quote right out of the CFA breed description of the Maine Coon. Now these are very large and um, very energetic cats. They really took over the show scene when they were first brought onto it in the 1870s. In fact, there's a wonderful picture of Cozy, who was a brown tabby female Maine Coon in 1895 that won Best of Show. And uh, 
I can't recall where I saw that from. It was probably on the CFA website, but it gave a picture of her little engraved silver tag that she won, plus the trophy and everything. The interesting thing, though, is as Persian started coming along and becoming more popular, Maine Coon started dropping in popularity. And actually, as of the late 1950s, the CFA declared the breed extinct. In fact, they didn't think there were any left. But there are about six breeders that through the 60s and 70s worked very hard to get a core of good Maine Coon cats together. And actually, by about 1980, the CFA granted Maine Coon's provisional breed status again. And now they're showing again. And actually, they've become the second most popular cat in registrations, again, per the Cat Fanciers Association. So, like Mark Twain's death, the Maine Coon's extinction was definitely an exaggeration. Again, we're talking about a large cat here. If you want a cat that rivals the size of your dog, this is a cat for you. These guys can reach up to 25 pounds and even about 40 inches in length. These are very, very long cats. In fact, the Guinness Book of World Records for the 2006 version had the world record holder for longest cat as a Maine Coon. His name is Verissimo Leonetti Reserve Red, and he can be seen at verissimocat.com. And that would be spelled V-E-R-I-S-M-O cat.com. Verissimocat.com. And here's a cat that is 48 inches long. And I want you to stop and think about that. 48 inches long, that's four feet long. This cat weighs 35 pounds and he's really about the size of an eight-year-old child, roughly, if you think about it. According to the description here on the website, his paw just fits into a size two child's shoe and the owners say that they've got to keep an eye on him when they're cooking because he can stand up and put his paws on the kitchen counter. And if that isn't anything that a dog would do, I don't know. But he is a gorgeous cat. He's not overweight at all. He is just a really, really big cat. These guys are slow growers, too. They don't tend to get to their full size quickly like our domestic short hairs and the Siamese do. These, the Siamese, domestic short hairs, even Persians a lot of times, by the time they're six, eight months old, even, you know, maybe 12 to 14 months for Persians, have already reached their full growth. But for Maine Coons, they're still growing up until about the time that they're four or five years old. They get a massively broad chest and, of course, this just gorgeous mane around their head, this rough of fur. And there's another nickname other than the gentle giant of cats. Sometimes these cats are called mane, M-A-N-E, coon cats instead of M-A-I-N-E, as in the state of Maine. Maine Coons are very colorful, just like Persians, and you can see them shown in just about any color. Tabbies, tabby and whites, party colors, solid colors. The only thing you really can't see in Maine Coons, of course, would be pointed patterns. So you're not going to see a Siamese-looking Maine Coon. You're not going to see them with a ticked pattern like an Aussie cat or any of the colors that would show that they've been crossbred out to a different breed like chocolates or lavenders. They've got the bobcat-looking ears and, of course, a very soft, long fur, a nice undercoat with long guard hairs. And interestingly enough, unlike the Persians, these cats seem to really like to take care of themselves. They're very self-sufficient cats, taking care of licking and grooming themselves. And so owners report that they don't have to do a lot of brushing on these cats, which is a really nice thing. 
highly intelligent, very playful, very dexterous cats. They talk about an increased, the owners that is, will talk about how they will increase use of using their front paws to eat. They'll scoop out kibble of food to play with water. This is another thing that Maine Coons like is they like to play with water. But the use of the front paws, again, takes us back to thinking about how when people didn't really understand where the breeding came from, that these cats would be like raccoons because raccoons a lot of times will use their front paws to eat. And you could see a cat scooping something up to eat. Well, gosh, it sure looks like a raccoon. It must come from a raccoon. I would say if you're going to get a Maine Coon cat, you want to be careful with your doorknobs because if you get a cat like Leo here who is 48 inches long, he's going to be able to open up those doors and you definitely don't want a cat like this going outside. Luckily, these cats are pretty healthy cats. They do have a couple of congenital things we need to discuss. One of those is polydactylism. Now, polydactyl means extra toes, and so you're going to see six or seven toes sometimes on these cats. Good Maine Coon breeders are trying to work that out because obviously that is not normal. We can also see polycystic kidney disease, and again, this is something we talked about with Persians last week. Same type thing in Maine Coon cats. They tend to have a tendency to getting cysts on their kidneys. Like dogs, Maine Coon cats can get hip dysplasia. And finally, they seem to have a genetic predisposition for getting hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Hypertrophic cardiomyopathy is an enlargement of the heart, and it's genetic in Maine Coon cats, but it's also very common in cats that don't get enough taurine. And up until about the 1970s and early 80s, a lot of the commercial diets weren't even adding enough taurine, and we had lots of heart problems in cats. Not so much of a problem anymore because the foods have really increased in their quality, and so it's very rare to see a taurine deficiency in your cats anymore. Well, that was a quick overview of our Maine Coon kitties. And again, if you want something that is bigger than your small dog at home as a conversation piece, this is going to be the cat for you. These cats are absolutely lovable. They like to be around their owners. They will play fetch with you. They like to go for walks. And I think this is, again, one of the most striking cats that you're going to see. Go to the CFA website and take a look at some of the pictures there. They're just, they're gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. We need to take a break and thank our sponsors for letting us do this show. I really appreciate Pet Life Radio and everybody who does sponsor us. We will be right back and we'll talk about feline heartworm disease. Ooh. Do I hear a can being opened? I believe I smell tuna! Catitude will return after these messages. That should give me enough time to investigate what's going on in the kitchen. Don't have a hissy fit. We'll be right back. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. 
Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. How dare they open a can of tuna and make a sandwich out of it? I can see why some of my celebrity pals prefer lasagna. Well, anyway, I did manage to grab myself the canary while I was in there. Quiet, bird. We're going to hear the rest of my show, Catitude. If you behave, I may not eat you. Until later. Hmm. Okay, Tom, you may continue. Okay, we are back. Back on Catitude. We just got done talking about Maine Coon cats. And I wanted to also talk about Maine Coons. They're so large that sometimes um, people like to take things to excess. And if you are like me and you like to kind of debunk some of these urban legends, there's a great website for you out there called Snopes.com. S-N-O-P-E-S dot com. Snopes.com. And the reason I bring that up is there is an email circulating, and it's been around for several years now, showing a guy from Canada holding up this cat, pretending to hold up this cat, that supposedly measures 69 inches from nose to tail and weighs in at a whopping 87 pounds. Well, that's just not possible, folks. And I know that you all, all you cat lovers out there, know this isn't possible. But um, this is evidently a little prank that was pulled because this guy supposedly is a employee of the Atomic Energy of Canada Limited. And, um, you know, so the cat grows because of nuclear radiation or whatever. But it's totally a hoax. And if you want to learn more about urban legends or, you know, just check that email that you're getting that uh, gets forwarded to you from your coworkers and stuff, go to Snopes.com. I think you'll really enjoy that. All right, we need to talk about the health of our kitties here, and there is definitely a hidden and very deadly threat out there. If you are a dog owner as well as a cat owner, you've heard about heartworms. Maybe if you don't own dogs and you own cats, you've also heard about heartworms, but most cat owners, in fact, less than 5% of them do anything about or know anything about heartworms in cats. Now, heartworms are a parasite that are carried by mosquitoes, and they have evolved to parasitize the canids, dogs, wolves, foxes, coyotes. And we've known for about 100 years that cats can get heartworms, but everybody just kind of thought it was a dead end, that the heartworms couldn't reproduce and that was it well finds out that we are absolutely wrong and heartworm is much more prevalent than we had ever thought and it actually started about 10 years ago when cats were showing up just suddenly dead with no apparent symptoms whatsoever we started doing some necropsies on cats and when i say we i mean the veterinary profession started doing necropsies which is an autopsy on cats and they were finding heartworms in the heart and lungs of these cats and so a little bit more research has been done and we find out now that heartworm disease in cats is actually more prevalent than feline leukemia or feline aids now the national average for feline leukemia accepted is thought to be somewhere between two and three percent of all cats have feline leukemia 26 percent of cats in the southeast of the united states show signs of heartworm infection at some point in their lives, and 10% of cats have actual heartworms in their heart and lungs. So here we are, we're talking about a disease that is anywhere from three to five times more prevalent than feline leukemia or feline AIDS, and most people just don't know anything about it. So let me educate you a little bit. Cats get heartworms from mosquitoes, just like dogs, but 
pretty much the similarity to the canine version of heartworm disease ends right there. Because they are not natural hosts, cats tend to have a much smaller number of worms than dogs do, and they are very stunted in their growth, they don't get quite as long, and they live much shortened lives. Now, you would think that would be a good thing, but unfortunately it's not, and it's got to do with our cat's immune system and the size of our cat's heart. In both dogs and cats, the heartworm larvae, after they're injected by the mosquito, are going to travel through connective tissue and blood vessels, and they're working their way towards the heart and lungs. In dogs, they'll get up into the pulmonary artery, which is the artery leading out of the heart to the lungs, and they'll live there and swim there. And dogs can live with these guys for quite a while and not show any signs whatsoever. But our cats, their hearts are so small that these worms get in there and they can actually cause quite a bit of an occlusion. But the bigger thing that happens is the cat's body wants to get rid of these worms really badly. And cats have very strong immune systems. And so what will happen is the immune system will literally overreact sometimes. The cat might start exhibiting some respiratory symptoms. And if you take your cat in, if you do notice anything, your veterinarian might say, well, it's bronchitis or it's asthma. But that's not the case. What we're actually dealing with is a disease that has been named by the Heartworm Society as Heartworm-Associated Respiratory Disease, or HARD for short. Now, because of the cat's immune response, it is possible for cats to die very suddenly. And when I say suddenly, I mean within an hour. You come home, see your cat's okay, you go to the grocery, you come back, and your kitty's dead. That is the unfortunate truth of feline heartworm disease. As the heartworms start getting older, as the larvae start maturing into adult heartworms, we actually see clinical signs, the coughing, the bronchitis, things like that, start diminishing. But there's another deadly part of this disease, and that is when the adult worms start dying. Again, we get massive inflammation, a massive immune response, and the lungs get injured, and again, there can be sudden death in our cats. Unfortunately, our cats won't exhibit specific signs that let you know that they have heartworm disease. The symptoms for heartworms in cats are very nonspecific and could be a variety of different things. Vomiting is a symptom, coughing, sudden collapse, difficulty breathing, or weight loss. All of these things are symptoms of heartworm disease, but they're also symptoms of things that could be less harmful to the cat. In any case, if your cat shows these signs, difficulty breathing, vomiting, take them to the veterinarian immediately. It could save your cat's life. Veterinarians can test for heartworms in cats. However, it's not the most reliable thing in the world. And I'm not saying you shouldn't get the test done. You should. But with dogs, it's a very straightforward test. They draw a little bit of blood. They look for certain proteins in the blood. And if the proteins are there, then they know the dog has heartworms. Our cats, unfortunately, it's not that easy because cats can have smaller numbers. There may not be the proteins in the blood. And so you don't get a very reliable test. There are also is not an effective or approved heartworm treatment for cats. So in other words, if your cat has heartworms, there's really nothing that you can do about it at this point in time. There is good news though. And the good news, like so many things, is you can prevent this disease. You can get heartworm prevention from your veterinarian. You can get it in an oral formulation or you can get it in a topical formulation. You know, just like the flea control medicines that you put right on their back. 
that can also, certain of those can also help to kill heartworm larvae, and that will help the cat from developing this disease. And as I said earlier, the American Heartworm Society thinks that only about 5% of cat owners actually utilize heartworm preventative. So that means there's probably well over about 75 million cats out there that are completely unprotected from heartworms. Now, what else can you do? Some people think that if you keep your cats indoors, that that would be a really good idea. And of course, keeping your cat indoors is a good idea to help keep them protected from diseases and helps to keep them protected from predators like coyotes and helps to keep them from getting smushed by the speeding cars and trucks. But The unfortunate truth of the matter is that heartworms are carried by mosquitoes, and mosquitoes don't care whether they're indoors or outdoors at all. In fact, if you have an indoor kitty, they're actually a little bit more susceptible because they're not developing antibodies as quickly as the outdoor kitties. And so they are a little bit more susceptible to developing this disease. In any case, talk with your veterinarian. Get your kitty tested. Get them on heartworm preventative. A lot of times your veterinarian can put the heartworm test together with a complete blood panel, and that gives you a good baseline. Just like with us, our cats should have their blood tested on a routine basis. So I hope that helped you to learn a little bit about this very serious disease and a little bit about Maine Coon cats today. Next time, we're going to find another breed to talk about, whether it's Norwegian forest cats or Bengal cats or Aussie cats. We don't know yet, but we're going to have fun talking about it. And of course, we'll bring you more information from the Veterinary News Network and more news about cats. Please, if you have any ideas that you'd like to hear talked about on this show, email me at tom at petliferadio.com. Again, tom at petliferadio.com. And I will try to get your suggestion on the air. I really appreciate everybody who has emailed and said hi to me. And I just want to thank our sponsors also. This is a very good thing that I think that they're doing. I know a lot of people are downloading this, and I'm hoping that it helps you understand your feline cat a little bit better. So go out there, go have fun with your cats, and we will see you next time on the Catitude Channel. Want to know what cats like to eat for breakfast? Mice Krispies, of course. Learn everything there is to know about cats on Catitude with your host, Tom Dock. Each week, we'll spotlight a cool cat breed, give up-to-date advice on cat health, and check out spiffy new cat products. So curl up on the couch every week for a perfectly enjoyable time on Catitude. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.